Welcome to the second episode of Find Joy in the Journey podcast. Before I get into this episode and what we're going to talk about today, I just want to say a massive thank you for all of the love and support I received on episode one. I truly had no expectations when releasing this podcast and I was overwhelmed by the feedback and response. So thank you so much. The first episode taught me to stay true to myself. I have never been so honest with myself or with my audience as I was in episode one. And it really opened my mind and my heart to what I can achieve. So I'm going to continue to be authentic, open, honest and vulnerable, which isn't easy for me to do. And just trust that it will guide me on this new adventure. Before I get into it, and like I mentioned in the first episode, I will be talking about my own journey, and that does involve mental illness. So if that is something you don't want to hear right now, or you're not in the headspace to hear it, I completely understand. Switch off, be kind to your mind, look after yourself, and I'll catch you in the next one. In the last episode of Find Joy in the Journey podcast, it was very much a brief introduction into me, my journey and what it is that I hope to achieve with this podcast. If you missed the first episode, I recommend you go back and give it a listen before this one, just so you know my own story and you can identify with what I'm talking about and where you can relate with your journey. As I mentioned in that episode, I gave you an insight into my own mental health journey and the tools I used to get me to where I am today which actually recently includes Theta Healing. It is an experience that I did two days ago. Um, I'm still very much open-minded and open when it comes to healing. Like I said in episode one, I don't think I will ever be healed from my depression. However, I'm okay with that and I'm accepting of that. But I still like to try new different types of healing and new different experiences in order to gain a better understanding of my headspace and how I can improve my mental health. So I did Theta Healing two days ago. And I would describe it as like a hypnosis, almost. The healer put me in this hypnotic state and I could hear what I was saying before I knew I was saying them. And I figured out that there's a lot in my subconscious that I still haven't addressed. A lot came up that kind of actually surprised me. It was a really, really heavy session. I spent the remainder of the day journaling and reading and meditating in the sun But if Theta Healing is something that is calling to you perhaps right now, um, don't be afraid to drop me a text and I can guide you through my experience to hopefully improve your experience. But a massive part of my own discovery and my own healing process was through therapy. And the topic of therapy really called to me for this episode. So here we are. Along my journey, I had a couple of different counsellors, but I actually only ever had one therapist and I am pretty sure he is still on speed dial. Mr. Therapist, if you are listening, yes, I am still alive and probably going to copyright half of the things that you said to me. But I suppose, why did I go to therapy? To be honest, I was desperate. I was living a life that I was so unhappy with. 
It was full of highs and lows all the time. And I didn't know how to support either because I didn't understand why I was feeling the way I was feeling. I knew I had depression. I was diagnosed with that. But I didn't really know what that was or how to control how that was manifesting in my life. And the quality of my life with regards to my mental health was really, really poor. So I reached out to a therapist. Finding a therapist can be a challenging journey because it's not natural to walk into a room and instantly trust the person at the other end of the table. It's not natural to instantly be comfortable with someone, especially when you're being so honest and open and vulnerable. I was very lucky when I first met my therapist, I knew instantly that I would be comfortable with him and I knew that he was going to be able to guide me. But I do know a couple of my friends who had a couple of different therapists until they found the one. So if you're someone who is starting off your therapy journey and you kind of don't know what to expect, go in with an open mind, but don't just settle for the first person you speak to. Shop around, find someone who you're comfortable with, you're, you can be open with, you can be honest with and that you can trust because the more trust that you have with that person, obviously the more you can open up and heal from your trauma. For me, the journey of therapy very much got worse before it got better. It really challenged so much of my beliefs and the majority of them were obviously limiting and negative beliefs. And obviously that brought up a lot for me. I think for the first couple of months, I actually felt more depressed, which is gas. It was like I was literally paying someone to make me feel worse. But in time, it did all make sense. Reoccurring topics in my sessions were obviously centered around depression, my depressive episodes, suicidal ideation and the root or the cause to this. As mentioned, I lived a life of denial around my depression and suffered in silence. So my poor therapist really had to crack a Morse code to get me to talk. And once he did, I'd say he regretted it because I was a mess as soon as he could open me up. The can of worms was truly open and I never left a therapy session without absolutely emptying the box of tissues. <laughs> There was 101 lessons that I learned in therapy. A lot of them I learned through complete stubbornness and gritting my teeth. But what really stands out and what I really think can help other people and can be applied to so many challenges in life is thoughts versus feelings. My therapist once said to me, our thoughts don't have feelings and our feelings can't think. And I remember my exact reaction was, what kind of sorcery is that? Because it made sense, but I wanted to know so much more about the topic. So I'm going to share it with you today. If we look at the difference between thoughts and feelings, thoughts are our ideas, perceptions or opinions about the world around us. Whereas feelings are our reactions to emotions or sensations. Feelings come first and tend to be a lot simpler than our thoughts. Why am I sharing this? I think we find it very hard to differentiate between the two, even though they are two completely separate things. Often we get thoughts and feelings confused 
And when we do, it's a recipe to make us very unhappy. I've found that learning to identify the difference between thoughts and feelings really helped my overall mental health. Thoughts and feelings can contribute to mental distress. But in my experience, by learning to notice which of these is causing the distress, whether it's a thought or a feeling, can significantly boost my inner peace and in turn reduce the effect that it has on my mental health. The vast majority of our thoughts, something like 98%, are automatic, repetitive and involuntary. Thoughts just happen. Thoughts happen all of the time. However, these automatic thoughts caused me personally enormous amounts of pain because I didn't even realize I was thinking. So I wasn't able to see that I was believing my thoughts. I just considered them as facts. I am not enough. I am ugly. People hate me. Life is shit. Understandably, those thoughts that flew under the radar of my awareness had a detrimental impact on my mental health. More often than not, our subconscious thoughts give rise to feelings. We think about what we want or how a situation should be. For example, if we believe the thought that a friend should have returned our text in a certain period of time, and I know we have all been guilty of this, we text someone, they don't text us back, they don't text us when they should have responded. Then usually, and we're not even aware of this, we start feeling annoyed or judging the friend. We might even begin having arguments with them in our mind. In turn, that creates unpleasant sensations for the body. We have all been there when our friend doesn't text us back. And this is just one example. But when our friend doesn't text us back, we start to create a story around that. She's so rude. He is ignoring me. They don't care about me, etc., etc. And them thoughts then fester into feelings. Feelings of abandonment, feelings of anger, feelings of dismissive, feelings of hurt. But in actual fact, if you can catch yourself in them thoughts and change the way you're thinking, you can then in turn change the way you feel about it. So instead of saying, they're so rude, they didn't text me back. Catch yourself and say, maybe they're busy. That's okay. They'll get back to me. And all of a sudden I'm feeling calm as opposed to work up, worked up and angry and hurt. Similarly to anything else in your life when you say, that should be this way, that should be that way, whatever it might be. Catch yourself in that thought process and say, okay, I can think this way, I can think negatively, or let me think rationally. They're busy. That happened because of this. And change your way of thinking in order to change the way you're feeling. And this, these any negative feelings therefore then won't manifest in your body and you have separated your thoughts versus your feelings. I feel like you're not trying. I feel like you don't care. I feel like you don't like me. 
All of these we have said, yet none of these are feelings. These are statements. These are stories based on our thoughts. And full disclosure, I was so guilty as anyone else for doing this. Feelings are emotions, happy, sad, angry, embarrassed, distraught. Those are examples of feelings. I feel like you're not trying. I feel like you don't care. I feel like you don't like me. That is not a feeling. It's a story. Until we learn to notice our thoughts and question them, automatic thoughts will give rise to feelings, positive or negative. And let's be honest, those feelings are mostly negative. I read an article by a psychologist, Tara Brack. I hope I pronounced her name right. And she says that feelings can be real, but not true. So in other words, the feelings of sadness are real. They exist in your body and you experience it physiologically. But the thoughts and the stories that you create around that sadness aren't necessarily true. So very simply put, our thoughts don't have feelings and our feelings can't think. If we can identify between the two when we are in the face of challenges, we can truly find out what it is that we need and we can ultimately find resolution. Now that is obviously easier said than done, but if you can just slowly catch yourself throughout the day by taking a pause between actions and identify the driving force to your discomfort, you can make it the harder days that little bit more bearable. Obviously, I learned so much in therapy and I can dive into each topic deeper in other episodes. But I thought this was a really simple yet important one to start with. Identifying your thoughts versus your feelings. And like anything, the more you practice something, the better you get at it. And for me, one day, the mountain of quotes that I had screenshotted started to actually mean something and started to make sense. Not because time healed my wounds, but because I did. And you can too. I hope this podcast help, helps with your healing. I'm not advocating these specific tools. It's your journey. So you are the boss of your life and you decide what it is that you need. However, I am advocating using the tools available to help. So hopefully sharing my experience with therapy, counselling, healers, etc. will help you make a more informed decision for your journey. If you enjoyed this episode, do please let me know. My Instagram is joy underscore the fitness HQ. Do not be afraid to reach out. I just want to say a massive thank you for supporting my podcast. Thank you for listening, sharing and giving me feedback on the last episode. And I would really appreciate if you do the same for this one. To end each episode on the podcast, I'm going to leave you with a quote. And today's quote of the day is, whatever you do, 
always give it a hundred percent unless you're donating blood. <laughs> <laughs>